a lot to talk about this week. This is episode 23 of Press Y. My name is Kelton Burns. I'm joined by Cameron Donahoe. My name is Cameron Donahoe. I'm joined with Kelton Burns. Let's get right into the goodness. So, Cameron, we've talked about it before. The Last of Us Online has officially been canceled. Here's the the message, the announcement posted along with this from straight from Night Dog, from straight from the source. Here it is. To release and support The Last of Us Online, we'd have to put all our studio resources behind supporting post-launch content for years to come, severely impacting development time on future single-player games. So we had two paths in front of us, become a solely live-service game studio, or continue to focus on single-player narrative games that have defined Naughty Dog's heritage. So there you have it, folks. As explained by Naughty Dog themselves, they do not want to put a ton of their development resources into supporting an online multiplayer game and instead want to stay focused on single player content honestly i've never really gotten why naughty dog has been has been adding multiplayer stuff into their games considering the type of games they make i personally have really enjoyed the multiplayer uh aspects of their games like quite a bit like shockingly so uh but i I think this makes sense you know like give me give me better writing and better cinematic shit rather than having me pop headshots online i want to pop headshots and feel sad about it in a story i'm right there with you i think the, like the main reason that we even get multiplayer stuff is because it you know you can put microtransactions in them i think it it increases the longevity that someone might play a game for and also you know the games do have pretty fun mechanics in them shooting wise like you said so the multiplayer is fun so it kind of makes sense to have it in there but with how much support and development time is required now especially for a game to be a live service game it also makes sense for them to just shift focus entirely to just single player games which i am also fine with yeah and also that like competitive multiplayer online games are such a competitive space that like may as well just hone their like naughty dogs niche to razor's edge rather than trying to compete in this ludicrously uh oversaturated market next up the Game Awards happened. They actually happened right after we recorded last week's episode, so we are a little bit late coming into a lot of these announcements. But, you know, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. Oops, <laughs> Hello Sally. Games. Hello Games, the studio hey, behind Cameron. No Man's Sky. What's up, Cameron? Can you give the listeners a little oops, Sowie? I can't. That's a Cameron. That's kind of a me thing, then, I guess. That's a Cameron thing, yeah. Oops. I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm a full-grown man. I have, I have a life. <laughs> beyond video game news i'm sorry guys i'm i'm sorry that i'm a man with a life all right hello games the studio behind no man's sky announced its next game light no fire a trailer was dropped at the game awards and it showcased an open world that apparently will be as large as the size of earth the game's description states it's a game about adventure building survival and exploration together set on a fantasy planet the size of earth it brings the depth of a role-playing game to the freedom of a survival sandbox game. So for those who followed No Man's Sky's announcements back in the day and eventual release, it too also had these great promises that it tried to fill and it had a pretty infamous launch where it really didn't have most of the stuff that it promised. You couldn't find other players. The worlds were a little bit more bland. It, it just wasn't... They, they over-promised and under-delivered. Like a toxic boyfriend. But one thing about No Man's Sky is it was kind of like... A redemption story 
it's kind of like a, a famous redemption story at this point. Hello Games went to continuously improve and update that game for seven years, and now it's kind of like a great sci-fi game on its own. No Man's Sky, is, it, it's fantastic. It's won awards since then. But this whole mistake of over-promising and under-delivering has kind of left a stain on their legacy, and so it was kind of wild to see them come into the Game Awards and announce this next, even more ambitious in some ways, game. So I looked on the website, and here are the four main promises from the developer for Light No Fire. There's gonna be a multiplayer Earth, or multiplayer Earth, so you can carve a life together, meet players from across the globe, build a life, explore and survive together, construct persistent buildings, communities, or strike out alone, discover the world for others. So it sounds like it's gonna be a big shared multiplayer world. Really curious to see how that's gonna work out, because it could be absolute madness. It'll have a procedural Earth, a truly open world with no boundaries at a scale never attempted before, a massively varied and dense planet filled with immersive biomes and valuable resources to discover. A fantasy Earth. Light No Fire presents you with an ancient Earth to uncover, one where you're not the hero. Thick with lore, mystery, and a constant fight for survival, inspired by the adventure charm and imagination that we love from classic fantasy. And then finally... An unexplored Earth. Every mountain can be climbed, and below them lie endless vistas, oceans, and continents perhaps no others have seen. Who will climb the tallest mountains? Who will find the deepest seas? Set sail across vast oceans and rivers, ride wild beasts through fantastical landscapes, fly dragons over undiscovered landscapes. So that was kind of like summarized the trailer. We had like rabbit people walking around, various races. People were riding fucking dragons and all these different types of like flying animals i don't know if there's gonna be like a narrative variety you know the variety in the character design actually seemed pretty good what i was worried about with this game uh in comparison no man's sky is like they promised this like super vast expanse to explore but it was like everywhere you go was like like copy and pasted slightly different versions of the last place you went to and like there was very little variety in like the like aliens and the different places that you saw this looks promising um, but I, that's exactly what we said about No Man's Sky when it came out. Um, but hopefully they've learned from that, you know? Yeah, that's what I saw some people saying that ever since that whole debacle with No Man's Sky, this developer has been very like hesitant to announce things without knowing for sure that they're going to be there. Uh, so maybe that's a sign that, uh, that this is, you know, going in a good direction. I saw that someone was like, wow, I can't believe the developer went up there and said all this like big promises after last time. And then I saw the developer retweeted that with like a picture of a man in a noose going, oh, first time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to like pre-order this game, but I will be watching it to see if if it has a good launch because it looks like a fun game that I would enjoy. I think, uh, yeah, if they, what they are actually promising they can deliver upon, it looks dope. I, it's just, it's kind of tough with their history, but who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe I can, I'll blindly go into this one and get my heart broken or maybe I'll fall in love. Who knows? Let's see how toxic of a boyfriend Sean Evans. That's the hot ones guy. That's the hot ones guy. Sean Murray. I think, I think it's Sean Murray. I think it is. Fuck Fuck yeah. Hell yeah, Cameron. Sean Murray, don't big break win. my heart. Be a good guy. Next up, the next big announcement that caught Sean White of our attention. <laughs> That's another good Sean. <laughs> Hideo Kojima and Xbox Game Studios have announced OD. Uh, Jordan Peele is also attached as one of the writers working on this, this game. And the quote that was mm. released with this was, uh, this is from Kojima Productions. We are working with Xbox Game Studios and their cloud gaming technology to take on the challenge of creating a very unique, 
immersive, and totally new style of game, or rather a new form of media, said Hideo Kojima, game creator and founder of Kojima Productions. The trailer had various actors saying cryptic shit, and fans found hidden text in their ma- in the mouth of Udo Kier that spelled out Atami, which is a city in the Shizuoka prefecture of Japan. The kanji that make up Shizuoka's name, taken separately, translates to Silent and Hill. So some Silent Hill stuff going on. There's also in the trailer, there's like this, or in the announcement when they walked out on stage, they walked out through this door that had this light above it that was also taken from Silent Hill PT. So a lot of people are hoping that this is, you know, the spiritual successor to that PT demo that everyone loved god damn man imagine watching anything released by hideo kojima being like one of these fucking puzzle crackers you know who are just watching every every little gesture every little piece on their clothing anything that can give a hint as to what (laughs) what hideo kojima is trying to really show here (laughs) any any kind of clue or taste of what he's bringing to the table according to kojima productions od will explore the concept of testing your fear threshold and what it means to overdose on fear while blurring the boundaries of gaming and film what a horrifying thing to say yeah kojima said he wanted silent hill pt to make you shit your pants literally so maybe this game Mm. is gonna accomplish that goal fingers crossed fingers fingers hoping to sully some gamer chairs and have a good time doing it. Uh, Kojima also recently announced that Death Stranding will be getting a film adaptation from A24. So, s- small little side announcement there. That's cool. Also, the fact that Jordan Peele is working with Hideo Kojima, that's just fucking awesome. Even if it wasn't a video game, I would literally buy pachinko machines that Hideo Kojima and Jordan Peele collaborated on. Seems like a no-brainer combination. I don't think that anything could go wrong with this game. I'm sure the Xbox Game Studios is fucking hyped. Yeah, it's pretty sick. It's pretty, like, fuck, killer combo, man. Uh, It's like getting getting Hulk Hogan and Slash (laughs) from Guns N' Roses together. Just get those guys in a room with a camera, and then just whatever they make is going to be magic. Uh, Next up. I thought I felt good about it. Rise of the Ronin got a release date. Uh, Rise of the Ronin is a historical action game coming from Team Ninja, the devs behind Neo. Want to elaborate? I don't think that the Hulk Hogan <laughs> and Slash wouldn't be making a porn. I just want to make that clear. They were just probably make some music <laughs> or wrestle non-sexually. Sorry, continue. <laughs> just sitting there looking at your hands, reflecting on what you had just implied. <laughs> <laughs> two guys can't just hang out in a room with a camera all right sorry <laughs> so yeah sorry rise of the ronin coming out march 22nd yeah. next year ps5 exclusive i'm really excited for this guys i really like neo and i and i also like sekiro so japanese styled roguelikes i really like them and rise of the ronin looks to be kind of like ghost of tsushima but a roguelike it's also supposed to be Team Ninja's biggest mm-hmm. game they've ever made. And I also like the idea of a roguelike that doesn't have like supernatural stuff. Because although I do love that stuff, I feel like I haven't really seen a roguelike like set in a historical setting. Like, how are they gonna up the I ante agree. of uh, you know, enemies throughout the game? I'm excited to see. So I'll probably pre order this game. Yeah, it looked interesting. Um I ever since playing Ghost of Tsushima, that like kind of third person like dueling sword play kind of combat is really fucking satisfying that's same thing with like god of war i guess it's not like sword play dueling so much but that like over the shoulder very cinematic uh like combat 
just feels so good in my opinion. Agreed, Cameron. Rise of the Ronin. I will be playing it March 22nd. Next up, Square Enix announced Visions of Mana, a new entry into the Mana series, and I'm really hyped for this. It looked a lot like Dragon Quest XI, and I have always wanted to play a Mana game. They've always looked great. And a 3D one with the Dragon Quest XI art style. Sign me up. Visions of Mana. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Seems like a good time. Got a War Ragnarok. Got a free DLC this week titled Valhalla. It blends. Hold up really quick. Um, Is this... This is off air. Is this going to spoil anything for God of War for me? No. Okay, cool. Continue. <laughs> Sorry. God of War got a free DLC this week. Title Valhalla blends God of War with roguelike elements and more story content. So this is going to kind of bridge the gap into the next game. Uh, I'm excited. I've heard that the campaign or the, the DLC storyline is actually pretty lengthy and chunky and has a lot of good stuff. So yeah, the roguelike elements. I don't really, I don't really know what to expect, but I'll hop in. I'm also excited. I seeing this trailer, I immediately stopped watching it because I have not finished playing God of War, and a sudden urge to beat God of War uh, flooded my body. Uh, so in the next couple days, I'm gonna be beating God of War, so then I can play this fucking DLC. I think I'll play the DLC through tomorrow, hopefully, unless it's too long. Fair enough. But yeah. I'm excited. More more God of War. It left off where I wanted more story desperately, and I was expecting to kind of wait a few years. But now, hopefully, I'll get some of these burning questions I have answered. So, yeah, guys. God of War Ragnarok. Time to re-download it. Play through the DLC. Uh, next up, Matthew McConaughey revealed Exodus, a new RPG from ex-Bioware developers at Archetype, or Archetype Entertainment. The game kind of looks like Mass Effect, and I'm all in for anything sci-fi and McConaughey. I love Interstellar, so... If we have McConaughey heavily involved in this game, it's just a dream come true for me. Yeah, I, I was watching the trailer and it was it was giving very Interstellar vibes. Like I thought, I was like, this looks like literally just like Interstellar the game. And I didn't see that Matthew McConaughey was involved, so that that makes a shitload of sense. Yeah, I did. Ma- Matthew McConaughey has such a great voice. He has a great voice. I I don't think he's ever been involved in like anything gaming, right? Uh, not that I can remember. So I mean, this is this should be a cool debut for him, especially if it's like a a type of game that he or like a type of subject, I guess, that he's familiar with. I know he has a tequila. Yep, so do I, and that will probably help propel him into video game greatness. Next up, Cameron Dave the Diver is getting a DLC in collaboration with Dredge. And it comes out today. Let's go! Let's fucking go! It's out already. Yeah! <laughs> uh, this is going to add new weather, Woo! new biomes, new depths to explore. And I think it makes sense. I agree. I, to- I totally agree. That sounds incredible. Uh, love Dredge. Love Day the Diver. And once again, we're just smashing two kind of related things <laughs> together and making something beautiful here. Non-sexually in a room with a camcorder. <laughs> Love it. So yeah, guys, Dave the Diver, hop back in. Another game to hop back in. Dead Cells devs have revealed their next game, Windblown, a 3D isometric action game, kind of like Hades. They described it as a lightning-fast combat roguelite, and players can take the game on solo or in teams of up to three. Uh, I, I, I like this trailer. It looks cool. I haven't personally played Dead Cells myself, but I am very interested in Windblown. You never played Dead Cells? I have not played Dead Cells. Dude, Dead Cells is fucking kick ass. 
You should play Dead Cells. Oh, one, one of these days. One of these days. So I'm surprised. I, I was expecting a lot more excitement from you about Windblown. I haven't really seen the trailer, if I'm being honest. I've been flooded with a lot of content here. But I mean, I'm, I'm excited for anything that the Dead Cells devs uh, make. And they like a lot of their post-release stuff for Dead Cells has been really creative and really cool. Uh, and you gotta love an indie developer making just like a kick-ass popular game and flushing them with cash to make a wonderful additional game. Um, so I am excited for this. This should be uh, a really fun romp. No matter, like I'll probably give this game a go even uh, if it's not really like my cup of tea uh, just because I love the devs and would love to support them as much as I can. Nice. Yeah, the trailer didn't reveal much. It was mainly like cartoon, but then it had a little bit of gameplay in it. And it, like I said, it had the cool. kind of top-down Hades vibe of like running around rooms together. I'm excited for a combat. Nice. I mean, not combat, co-op. Uh, I love, I love yeah. some co-op PVE rogue light. I love, I love co-op in literally any game. <laughs> if you add co-op to fucking truck simulator, I'm, I'm there for it. More on co-op in a little bit, hopefully later, if I remember. But a new Blade game has been announced, coming from Arcane Studios, the developer behind Dishonored, Deathloop, and Redfall. Disney has chimed in on what platforms it will be releasing on by saying that it's up to the publisher, Bethesda, who we know is owned by Xbox. So I would not be surprised if this new Blade game is Xbox exclusive. Uh, But yeah, I I am not that excited for this game. (laughs) Why? Because I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the Blade IP, and I'm not the biggest fan of Dishonored or Deathloop. Like, I think they're good games, but I'm not like... Foaming at the mouth. You're an insane. For the next man. one, and Arcane's last game, Redfall, <laughs> was kind of like a disaster. Yeah, they cut their teeth on one vampire game, so they can sharpen it for Blade, baby. Hell yeah, they're ready to go. They got that stinker in the trash, and they're ready to make some gold. <laughs> I fucking love Arcane, bro. Dishonored and Deathloop are literally like in the top ten of my favorite games. I live and breathe Arcane Studios, except for that one game. <laughs> um. Uh, but we don't talk about that. That was that was a rushed piece of crap, and that's okay. Uh, you know, so when you get knocked down, you got to get back up again. And Blade is them getting Just back. Give up me the again. pitch on why you think there, why Blade would be a good IP for a game. Uh, I mean, like vampire with a sword, uh, attacking stuff with glasses. Seems pretty cool to me. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm I rest sold. my case. I'm gonna buy this game. <laughs> I mean, I honestly, if I'm being real, I don't give a fuck about Blade. I don't give two shits about Blade. <laughs> the only reason why I'm excited about this. As a matter of fact, I kind of like actively dislike Blade. <laughs> in almost every, like Cameron's real cards have been revealed. <laughs> I just don't give a shit about Blade. But I love Arcane. And I think Arcane makes really good games. So, once again, if Arcane made some game that i don't give a shit with some ip i don't give a shit about i will play it because i love 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 arcane so so much dude you remember uh the movie underworld that was like yeah. another vampire-esque movie i would i would be more excited if arcane was making an underworld game i would play a fucking twilight game by arcane dude i don't give a shit <laughs> if it's just made if it's made by arcane i will play it all right well awesome can't, guys if you are excited that does not have a release yet but yeah new blade game i wonder how much it'll coincide with the, the new show but yeah and moving forward monster hunter wilds has been announced new monster hunter game 
Uh, it's going to be on all platforms, and it looks to be taking place in a desert environment. I am personally not the biggest Monster Hunter gamer. I played it a little bit back in high school on the 3DS, uh, but and I played a little bit of Worlds. But you know, I know it has a massive fan base, and the Monster Hunter games are just like objectively great. So, yeah, yeah. I I'm also in a similar boat where I like I appreciate monster hunter from afar you know like i understand it's a good game and i've played like i've 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 clocked in like a a solid hundred hours across the series uh i realize that's like not a lot in comparison to like people who fucking play monster hunter um but i get it i i totally understand it's a great game i i understand the the fun game loop but like it's just not really my thing dude my thing with monster hunter is like if you want to really play monster hunter you have to really dedicate yourself to playing monster hunter like you have to do a lot of research you have to you have to play over and over against the things like it's fucking hard like those games are hard as fuck and if you want to like really have a good time really feel like you're accomplishing things and really making progress in that game like be ready to really dedicate yourself to that, I remember I pl- when I was playing. I I after hours and hours and hours of playing with a th- group of three other people because that was the only way to get this shit done. And I got the Leviathan armor full set, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so awesome! I have a full set of Leviathan armor." And I was like, "Okay, well now what? Now what do I do? Oh, I have to just do something even harder. Where this Leviathan armor, yeah. this Leviathan armor that I just." Blood, sweat, and tears went into getting isn't even that strong against what's up next. And then at that point, yeah, I was dude, like, that okay, is... I think I'm time to clock out. <laughs> yeah. Time to hang up the Leviathan armor. Yeah, I I ran into a similar block where like I grinded and grinded and grinded to get like one certain weapon or one full set of armor and then i i like got it and i was like oh my god i feel so accomplished and then like the game cracked its knuckles is like we're just getting started baby throw that armor in the trash because now you're gonna get another set of armor (laughs) it just it made the payoff of like grinding for those uh armor sets and weapons just like not feel super satisfying because after a little bit they just the, the things you're working for just became useless i think if you have like a core dedicated group of friends and you guys are all like very into this com- almost like roguelike experience of like, yeah, let's all grind this. This is our f- fucking game. We go hard on together. I think then, you know, this is like peak game for that type of group. Yeah, I agree. If you want to dedicate time to it, this is a good game to really just fucking get your head down in the muck and have a good time <laughs> <laughs> and muck around. Okay, next up. As reported by Nat Smith of PC Games and Dragon Ball Sparking Zero was announced. This game is actually Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi 4, but under a new name. Coming back after a 16-year hiatus, publisher Bandai Namco has drafted in Spike Chunsoft, the original studio at the helm of Budokai Tenkaichi, to ensure Sparking Zero remains an authentic Dragon Ball experience for fans and newcomers alike. So yeah, I never played Dragon Ball Z Budokai Tenkaichi Tenkaichi, but I believe you have Cameron, so you're excited for this. Too bad, man. I am losing my mind at this release. That I realize a lot of people are probably not sharing the same feeling. Uh, it's been like I played the way that I experienced the Dragon Ball storyline was through the Budokai and Tenkaichi games uh, as a child, and let me tell you, when I saw. That it's like the classic, like, arena-style fighter, fucking with just good graphics and with new, uh, like, up-to-date story. Or at least it's got characters from the up-to-date story, so I assume that they're going to have, like, chapters from, like, the new uh, 
the new uh, Dragon Ball Super and stuff. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. I want to play this game so bad. <laughs> um, especially since, like, you just don't see a whole lot of arena fighters out there. Uh, so it seemed to me like it's a bit of, like, a dying gameplay style. Uh, you really only see it in, like, Naruto Shinobi Striker 8 or whatever the fuck that, like, almost no one plays or, like, the Demon Slayer game. I know um, people who play both those games n- a lot. You have? I know people who have. And I have played I bet. the Shinobi Strikers game pretty thoroughly. I bet. Um they're great games. They seem they're they're a lot of fun. Um and but like no one has ever made a a arena fighter like Tenkaichi and I've I've been fucking chosen for years to find something to like quell that <laughs> in me. And uh I'm so glad that this is finally dropping. Like, specifically because it is Dragon Ball as well as, like, a continuation of Budokai Tenkaichi. It's like this game's fucking made for me. And I, the beautiful, beautiful people at Namco, I love you for doing this. Because there's a very good chance this makes no money whatsoever. But I solely will buy this hundreds of thousands of times just to, to keep this alive. Hopefully there are a lot of other people out there as enthusiastic as you are about this game. There's not. <laughs> There's not, Kelton. That's why they haven't made these games. Well, you know, 16 years is enough to get people, you know, watering at the mouth. That's true. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up most of the announcements at Game Awards, but we do have some more news to talk about. We're going to probably push over time today a little bit. Next up, the day before. So back in 2021, developer Fantastic announced an ambitious game called The Day Before. The first trailer kind of looked like The Last of Us meets The Division in an MMO setting. The original release date was June 21st, 2022. The game was delayed several times and fought off some trademark disputes. At one point, a rumor started circulating that the game was a scam, and the developers denied those claims, (laughs) saying they were backed by Mytona and had regular progress evaluations. The game finally released this week, and was just absolutely trashed on reviews. It didn't have anything that it promised. One day after release, the game's Steam Steam page was taken down and the studio announced it was closing. Uh, and so, yeah, now the devs have promised they're working with Steam to provide refunds. But the game is just a broken mess. IGN gave it a one. Just God, a disaster. Damn. Has IGN ever given a one before? They have, but I, I believe it's been a really long time. Ugh, bummer. That's so sad for the people who, like, worked on this game. I mean, like, God. I mean, it just goes to show that, like, how brutal, like, game deadlines can be. And uh, if if your game isn't finished and it gets shipped out, and it's just going to get absolutely dogged on by, <laughs> by the uh, consumers <laughs> and critics of the world. Yeah. That, the day before, guys, you can't even buy it anymore. It's gone. <laughs> it was it's so bad. One day you can't even buy bleeding. it. <laughs> little thing like a snowflake that's really really shitty like a really shitty little snowflake so uniquely bad and gone <laughs> in one day uh, and this developers also started like wiping shit they've said off the internet like trying to like just delete everything that they ever <laughs> said about this game i don't know it's just a disaster next up i got another piece of sad news then the last piece of news of the day the holy grail of in-person gaming conventions e3 is officially dead the Entertainment Software Association has officially ended the Electronic Entertainment Expo, so no more E3s. I personally am just really bummed out about this because I it was my dream as a kid growing up to go to E3. I remember just like, just wide-eyed, just little kid full of wonder watching like videos on cable television of E3 and then growing up and 
watching the E3 announcements on YouTube. And I always wanted to attend one day, and now it's just gone. Yeah. No longer profitable. That is such a bummer. I When you said that, I literally got goosebumps. Uh, a very like a very negative kind of goosebumps god that's such a bummer yeah well pour one out for e3 out there guys. i don't know if something else will rise in its place or we're just going to continue on with our more like nintendo playstation direct summer game fest i bet that's where it's gonna go if i'm being yeah. real those are just cheaper to produce it makes sense yeah well rest in peace e3 before we get out of here Rest your little eyes. Cameron, what have you been playing? I've been playing a right a right slapper called The Finals. Probably heard of it. It's a, a very, very fun, fresh, competitive online shooter. It is fucking dope. Oh my god. It's like they took all my favorite mechanics in games and just smushed them into a, into one. I've heard nothing but good things about this game. Yes. This is basically the rundown. Kind of smaller teams. It's teams of three, and there's classes, and there's light, medium, and heavy builds, and they all get kitted out with various different abilities and equipment, and they have different health pools based off their own class, and you basically go around like collecting money and defending uh, choke points, and the entire area is destructible, and it's amazing. They, they give you fucking dashes and zip lines, and jump pads and you could turn invisible and oh my god Kelton I love this game I love this game so so very much it itches no it it satisfies the itch that is like having like an ADHD rattled brain because you're just like zipping around everywhere and shooting stuff and when you kill someone they turn into coins it's amazing it's a good <laughs> good time nothing an ADHD brain loves more than seeing a body turn into coins it's a, it's what we love I, I get prescribed for that <laughs> instead of Adderall but yeah it's fucking it's super cool because like they give you all these tools to creatively solve problems you're it's very simple gameplay loop where it's like kill people and go to certain areas and defend that area for a certain amount of time or vice versa go attack someone who's defending and usually for games it's like okay well like set up choke points i'll set up like defenses and whatnot but because there's so many cool mechanics like for instance the the thing that you're defending has its own physics so it can be moved around or like if it gets blown up through the floor it goes elsewhere and you have to then move to where the fence point is it's just it's so fucking refreshing to see a competitive uh, hero shooter just try new stuff you know and not just be the same thing where you're like you're guarding a car or just shooting a bunch of people constantly it seems like there's a lot of super unique ways to combine all these abilities and tools to just have a really fun and exciting gameplay loop you can move around really fast you can shoot stuff really coolly. You can uh, support your teammates in really interesting ways. You can, you can, it's got, it's got everything, you know? I couldn't recommend playing this game enough. I especially look forward to seeing like professional play because man, I'm such a sucker for movement shooters. And let me tell you, you are fucking zipping in this game. So I want to see people moving and shooting as fast as they possibly can at the highest level for cash prizes because that sounds fucking amazing yeah man i i need to download i think i'm gonna download this game right after this episode because i've been wanting to try it and like I said, dude i, I recommend it good things i saw it's on playstation it's on xbox it's cross play it's so rad like it's like it's just like it just rewards creative uh gameplay uh, which is so cool because that doesn't always happen. Usually it's just like you see the same kind of thing over and over again and just the people who can like click the buttons fastest wins. But for this, it's like, oh, like it doesn't matter how good your defense setup is because I can like fucking shoot an RPG through an open window and now the entire 
choke point is changed because of the destructibility. It's so cool, and I love it when games reward creativity, and this seems like a beautiful, harmonious relationship of creativity and skill. And so that is a game for me. Hell yeah. I have been playing Fortnite and Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader. Fortnite's new three game modes are awesome. I have been playing all of them a lot, including I played a, like... I started a Lego world with eight friends. That was great. Fuck yeah. I, uh, I've been playing a lot of the <laughs> Fortnite festival. New songs every day rotated in. Good songs? Uh, You know, you got like some Seven Nation. You got some Weezer. You got some Billie Eilish. You got some nice. Kendrick Lamar, some NF. And then you got like MGK and like some weird <laughs> shit. You got some Fall Out Boy. It's, uh, it's such cool. a random. Got a lot of TikTok type songs on there. It seems like there's some variety there at least. Yeah, I think they try to like appeal to everyone. That's what I think. It seems That's like good. they're trying to do. I don't see almost any EDM though, which has been kind of interesting. When like when you think about it, you're like, oh, that's like one genre that's really missing here. I feel like that would work pretty well in that as well. Yeah, I think so. Because I assume too. there's like I haven't played it personally. Like what is visually going on when you're doing the festival? Like, it's just there, a like, rock a cool, band, like, like oh, like what's going on behind the, the bar or whatever. Yeah, is there like like uh lasers going on or fucking it's people like doing stuff? Up to four players up on a big stage at a, like like a mm-hmm. like a huge concert, thousands in attendance, and each person is playing whatever instrument. You know, everyone could be singing. You don't have to have everyone on each individual instrument. You know, there could be two people on bass, one person drums, one singing, or everyone could be on the same. It doesn't matter. Whatever. Each everyone's just playing their instruments. And then if like someone has a fucking like a part of the song where there's no drums, then they can emote, and the camera will zoom in on them as they're doing <laughs> their emote. Uh, but when everyone's playing, you know, it kind of like pans around different angles, kind of similar to Rock Band or That's Guitar cool. Hero. Yeah, I, but I found myself like just trying to do the most troll setup. Dwayne the Rock Johnson <laughs> with Rocket Raccoon floating behind me, doing like the Orange Justice emote, you know, whatever troll thing I can think of, so that the camera zooms in on me doing that while everyone's trying to focus on whatever they're doing. Hey man, that's peak Fortnite right there. It is really peak Fortnite. Like, <laughs> that's, Master that's Chief playing the drums. <laughs> <laughs> playing Billie Eilish's bad guy. Having a good time. For a second, he's cooking an egg or something on a frying pan in the middle of his set. It's just wild. So yeah, Fortnite, three new modes are great. I don't even find myself ever really playing Battle Royale anymore. I've also been playing Warhammer 40k Road Trader, a new CRPG. Uh, for those unfamiliar with CRPGs, it just stands for Computer RPG, and they're kind of like, like Baldur's Gate 3 is a CRPG. And it's been really fun. It's it's pretty buggy. I've ran, ran into a lot of bugs, but I guess this developer, Owlcat Games, has a history of kind of like releasing a game with a lot of bugs and then patching them out over a period of time, whether that be like several months to like a, even a year or two. So I am slowly encountering more and more bugs to the point where I think I might take a little bit of a break and play something else. But from what I have played, really, really fun game. I myself never played or read or had any involvement in anything warhammer 40k at all and since did playing this game i've started listening to a warhammer 40k audiobook and i've just like <laughs> really taken time to to read everything in the game and i'm learning a lot about warhammer and it's a really rewarding kind of rich game fiction there are some crazy crazy amounts of warhammer lore Warhammer is one of those things where you'll like pick up a game like Vermintide or something and be like, oh, this game is really cool. I like I wonder if there's like what's the backstory to all this? And then like some crazed lunatic opens up a cupboard and is like, there's thousands of years worth of books to read about this. Turn away. 
you know, I've had a lot of experience diving into new fictional universes or settings, whatever, and a lot of them are pretty deep, but Warhammer is like a Dude. entirely different beast. Like, this it's is decades level. and decades of tons of people adding shitloads of lore. Like, yeah. there's whole religions and languages, and constantly I'm in a state of, like, not really understanding what's going on. And just being like, all right, I'm going to, I just need to keep soaking up everything I can. And I'm going to eventually have somewhat of an understanding of what these fucking people are talking about every time they mention the God Emperor or the fucking mechanical religion. But overall, it's a, yeah, it's been great. It's a, it's a very fun world to immerse yourself in if you're just looking to get lost in something. <laughs> And my goodness, do I get lost in some Warhammer history. That's what I've been playing, Fortnite, Rogue Trader. Uh, I should mention just uh, one more thing about Fortnite Festival is that it has it launched with The Weeknd as, as its own battle pass. Like that, that game within Fortnite has its own battle pass. And The Weeknd is like the skin at the end of that battle pass. And he also got a skin that's in the shop. But yeah, that was kind of like he's the first celebrity music artists attached to that game cool so yeah i like the other day i i was playing with three randoms and they all put on weekend songs because that's another thing is when you join a random lobby you get to choose one song to put in the playlist each player that's in there gets to choose one song so you have a maximum of four songs in a playlist and the first three all chose the weekend songs and then i chose like dirty little secret by the all-american rejects and when it got to my song all three of them left and I was just <laughs> left left alone to play Dirty Little Secret by myself. So, so That's Kelton's Dirty Little Secret right there. So, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up episode 23 of Press Y. It's been a packed episode. We went a little bit over time. Apologies about that. But I hope you guys heard about something that uh, you're excited about. You know, they, you guys can suck it up. There's a lot of news. Uh, of all these games, what are you most excited for, Cameron? Uh, oh, my God. This is actually... Because, like, the, the child in me wants to say uh, Dragon Ball Sparkling, but, like, there's Just some really, that, really good games. <laughs> Probably OD, honestly. OD? Uh, like, yeah. I think OD has the most promise, and I will play anything that Hideo Kojima cooks up, especially backed by Jordan Peele. I'm going to ho- go ahead and say Rise of the Ronin. Something about it is just tickling something in my brain. Something in my heart is being tickled, and I am going to probably pre-order this game. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to all of it, honestly. There's not a whole lot of uh, releases in here that, like, I was upset about. So that's cool. Well, awesome. Uh, We will see you guys next week. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.